Hello and welcome to another episode of Journey With Me podcast, where the journey is greater than the destination. I, of course, am your host, Holly Harris, your journey girl, helping you to manage the middle. And first of all, I want to say thank you for joining me today um, for another episode in the worship series. Um, If you recall last week, we kind of just did some baseline um, uh, information around worship. I talked about my journey in worship and then kind of went into some tidbits uh, to help you um, connect uh, with God in worship. And then, of course, I included a YouTube video that allowed you to go and click on it and just kind of follow me over and um, just partic- to participate in a practical demonstration using the principles that we learned in the episode uh, in worship. So thank you so much for joining me for that episode, for joining me on YouTube uh, for worship. If you have not already subscribed uh, to my YouTube channel, that link will be in the show notes. Uh, And then of course, follow the podcast. Um, uh, Definitely uh, follow me on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, and then subscribe to the show here, uh, whether it be on Apple Podcasts or just wherever you get your podcast. Um, because definitely doing those things will push me up in the ranking and um, allow other people to uh, have access to this content that may be beneficial to them as well. Um, And then, of course, rate me if you have not already done so. Rating the podcast will uh, do that as well. And so, yeah, so follow me on Facebook, follow me um, wherever you get your podcast, as well as on social media. So all of that information will be on in the show notes. Thank you so much, guys, for doing that. Um, and with that being said, I'm going to go into the uh, next part of this worship series. So I told you last week that we were going to start talking about some symbolism um, in the Bible, symbols of worship, and just kind of how we can apply that to uh, deepen our connection uh, with God. And so today I wanted to focus primarily on the altar. We all know that the altar um, is one symbol in the Bible that definitely is synonymous with worship. Um, It's, you know, people in church, go to the altar, uh, as a sign of surrender, um, which is also a sign of worship, of course. And so definitely this is a symbol in the Bible that is like probably the most, the number one, uh, symbol when it comes to, uh, worship and, uh, kind of, uh, allowing us to kind of dig deeper and further into what worship truly means. And so again, I'm going to talk about uh, the altar. Um, first of all, the altar it is a sacrificial platform. And we all know that when it comes to worship, um, there is some level of sacrifice, whether it be um, ourselves to God. Well, primarily, that's pretty much what we're doing in worship is offering ourselves uh, to God um, and showing that love and that admiration for him in worship and, uh, all of that good stuff. But again, um, the altar is seen as a sacrificial platform. Um, because, you know, see worship, it didn't start with a song, but it started with a sacrifice. When you read the word of God, you know, that's where worship started. It did not start, you know, with someone singing a song or, um, 
or anything of that nature. Uh, the the way we have we have um, come to view worship today, because we were in church on Sunday morning. We see someone up there with a microphone singing to us, encouraging us to worship the Lord. And so we kind of have equated that with the overall uh, theme of what worship really is. But that's not where it started. That's not at the root of it. That's not um, what it is. Um, So. Like I said, first of all, an altar is a sacrificial platform. Worship started with a sacrifice. Um, and so pretty much God desires us to offer him something that costs us, that costs us um, ourselves, that we would die to ourselves on a daily basis and um, offer more and more of ourselves to him. Um, in fact, in Chronicles chapter uh, 21 verses 22 through 24, uh, it describes uh, an event that took place when David uh, was king. Um, he he numbered the people, uh, even got, even though he did basically a census, even though um, God instructed him not to number the people. And so as a result uh, of David's disobedience, there was a curse release upon the children of Israel. Um, and so he wanted to um, reverse the curse. And um, in doing that, he wanted to um, offer a sacrifice to the Lord. And so he went to Ornan um, to get what he needed for the sacrifice. But Ornan um, wanted to uh, give it to him for free. Uh, But David declared to him that he would not take uh, what is for the Lord, nor offer uh, burnt offerings without a cost. And so David understood um, the importance of offering something that meant something uh, to God. And so that's the first example uh, or one of the examples that we see when it comes to building an altar and it being synonymous with sacrifice, synonymous with worship. Um, And as a result of doing that, um, the curse was reversed. You know, once he offered uh, that sacrifice to the Lord Um, and then we go over to Genesis 8 and 20 when Noah built the ark and he offered only clean animals as a burnt offering. Uh, It pleased the Lord. Uh, So he literally changed his mind about creation, uh, making a decree to never curse the ground for man's sake ever again. Uh, So we see, you know, not only uh, the sacrifice that. Um, worship entails, but we see the power of worship. We see that it literally can reverse curses and it can release people from bondages. So um, that within itself is a reason um, that we should worship God, a reason that we should offer ourselves as a sacrifice to him. And um, so, yeah, so the altar is a very important symbol uh, when it comes to that. And um, it definitely, uh, you know, puts in the mind frame of not only um, what worship can cost, but also uh, what it can do in the lives of uh, those who utilize it. And then, you know, speaking of, you know, being freed uh, from curses and bondages, if we look um 
you know, at first Samuel 16, where, you know, David played uh, the harp to free Saul from an evil spirit. You know, we look in Acts uh, chapter 16, verse 25, when Paul and Silas prayed and sung, uh, it literally freed uh, not only their shackles, but all who heard uh, in the prison were freed and loosed. And so those are, um, you know, the amazing power uh, that comes with worship and, and the, its freeing uh, component and being able to reverse curses and being able to literally uh, God can change his mind because he is so pleased with your worship um, in a particular situation or circumstance. So definitely um, worship is that uh, seen as that sacrificial platform it starts with that and kind of filters through uh to everything else but yeah it starts with a sacrifice it's definitely something um that's going to cost us something uh, as worshipers but the benefit of us being willing to to put up that cost uh it far, far outweighs uh the sacrifice of worship so definitely that's number one uh, that the altar was seen as a sacrificial uh, platform. Secondly, the altar um, was seen as an introduction of worship uh, of the worship of God into a new land. So pretty much anywhere you saw an altar was basically an invitation that God had access. And so if we look in Genesis chapter 12, verse seven, the Lord um, promised Abram that he would give him Canaan, even though the Canaanites still possess the land. Um, and so Abram's act of building an altar uh, in that text set a precedent, establishing the God of Israel as the only God that would be worshipped in that land. It was literally an act of marking God's territory. Um, and then if we go over to Second Chronicles chapter 20, uh, when the Moabites and the Ammonites tried to drive the children of Israel out of their land, Jehoshaphat prayed to God and reminded him of the word he told to Abraham. And as a result of their worship, their enemies killed each other. Uh, there was a supernatural fight that happened in the spirit as a result uh, of their worship. They didn't even have to to fight in the battle. So we see this 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 um, symbolism of 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 the altar and it being um, one that symbolizes access to God, one that symbolizes that God um, has access to this land, that it's God's territory. We're literally, you know, doing that as we worship. We're giving Him access to us. You know, we're we're offering up a sacrifice of ourselves, and then in turn, we're giving Him access to us. Uh, so but it first starts with the sacrifice of even even worshiping him. And then we, uh, in essence, give God access. So, um, yeah. So the altar, that second uh, is so powerful of um, him being that introduction um uh, basically introducing God to a new land. And so that's why it's so important uh, that we worship because we remind him um, and we give him access to us in those moments of worship. So, yeah. So essentially uh, when we do worship, you know, and we, we uh, give God access to ourselves, we are con conquering new territories in the spirit 
essentially, um, not just ourselves, but whatever we're praying about, whatever, whatever we're worshiping into, we give God access to conquer new territories for us. We give him access to conquer new territories within ourselves. You know, those places within ourselves that we have yet to give over to him when we worship and we relinquish, you know, through the sacrifice of worship, we then um, give him the um, the okay to uh, begin to conquer uh, those new territories with uh, within us. Um, and then we begin to see those things work themselves on the outside. Um, adding to that, introducing God to a new land or territory. He also in worship introduces you to yourself. You know, there's something about worship that that shines a light on certain things in our life that we do need to um, get better at, or uh, he begins to teach us who we are in him or, or reveal gifts uh, um, within us or just have communion with us. And so, yeah, definitely worship is just, uh, it's, it's all encompassing, man. It's so amazing. And in introducing you to yourself, uh, there is just a certain level of, um, intimacy that that requires. And in doing so, God, he can change our very nature. When you look at Genesis uh, 32 and 24, when Jacob was left alone uh, there, he wrestled with an angel. Uh, His name uh, was changed to Israel. It was changed from being that trickster uh, to one who had power with God and prevailed, you know, and so that is the power of worship. It literally can change our nature uh, as he as we introduce him to our land and he has access. He then introduces us to ourselves and is able to change our very nature. So that is what is so beautiful about worship. And then lastly, uh, the altar represented a memorial or or a place of remembrance. Uh, Many times in the word altars were erected and the name of the place was changed to reflect the experience that was had with God. For example, Jacob in uh, Genesis chapter 32 changed the name of the place to Peniel because he had seen God face to face and his life was preserved. Uh, Moses in Exodus chapter 17 built an altar and called that place Jehovah Nisi after the after defeating the Amalek. Again, that last point that it being a memorial or a place of remembrance, when we begin to think about the things that God has done for us and the ways that he's made that a lot of times becomes becomes the entry point, uh, gives us access to him, um, allows us to enter in more deeply when we first uh, the word of God talks about entering into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise Uh, that thanksgiving is going to come from you remembering. Uh, the things that he's done. Uh, It's going to come from um, that place that you um, established an altar in your life and you made a memorial of of when he uh, delivered you out of something or when he healed you from a particular sickness. We enter into his gates that way with thanksgiving and with praise and with remembering what he's done. And so, like I said, that a lot of times is the uh, the point of of access 
It's just being thankful and being grateful. And then as we are thankful, we are grateful. We begin to offer ourselves up as that sacrifice. We're more willing to offer ourselves as a sacrifice uh, that is pleasing to God. And when we do so, he is then able uh, to gain access and begin fighting battles for us, begin changing our nature and making us more and more into who he has called us to be. So in conclusion, I just want to say let's let's all be those altars uh, to God. Um, let's increase our level of consecration to him, our level of sacrifice to him in our lives and spending time with him. That right there is a level of sacrifice to set aside time to spend time with God because we have so many things that we're doing. Some of us have families and children. And so it becomes a sacrifice to steal away and to carve out moments to be with him. Um, And not only is that sacrifice, but the things that we um, deny ourselves of of on a daily basis that we know are not pleasing to God, that is sacrifice. That is worship. That too is worship. So let's let's continue to do those things and spending time with him. Let's introduce God to those areas in our lives that we've kept him out of that give him access to those things. You know, in order to uh, experience a new and a different uh, side to him and another level in him. And then let's remember what he's done. Let's remember uh, how he brought us out, how he made ways that we certainly could have couldn't have made for ourselves. Uh, And in doing all of those things, we will see God begin to conquer new territories for us and change our very nature. Uh, So, yeah, until we're more and more of who he has called us to be. So, so yes, definitely. That is all I had for you today as it related to uh, the altar and its symbolism. Um, Hopefully that was cohesive for you guys and kind of um, um, came together in your mind. So the, basically what I want you to remember is that the altar represented sacrifice. It represented um, the introduction of, of God to a new land. It was also a place of memorial and a place of remembrance. And so if we think about those things and apply those um, principles to our life that I talked about, um, you'll definitely begin to see a shift uh, in your worship and going in deeper levels and realms with him. I certainly hope that you are blessed by that. And then this will be definitely something that you'll be able to put in your arsenal uh, when it comes to worship and when it comes to your relationship with God. Okay, guys, thank you for hanging out with me today. Um, go now to the link that will be provided in the show notes that is going to take you to a live worship session with me where we're going to apply uh, these principles uh, to our worship experience. So I hope to see you over there again, like, share, subscribe, um, all of the things, Um, share me with someone if you haven't already. And this content has been a blessing with you. Um, But at the end, thank you for hanging out. God bless you. Go into your day knowing that you are blessed, uh, knowing that he desires to be with you and to sit with you and um, and that he's ready to um, to go deeper with you. So let's go deeper together, guys. All right. Talk to you soon. Until next time.